Welcome to another broadcast of Business Way Outside the Box. My name is Steve Dubin. I am the president of a lightly used public relations firm known as PR Works. We're based in America's hometown, Plymouth, Massachusetts, and we bring to you uh, on a regular basis unusual businesses or businesses that handle standard business in an unusual way. Today's guest is the latter. Jack Keneally is with EOS, and they approach business coaching in a very unique, down-to-earth, results-based way. Jack uh, has a storied past. Uh, he is a graduate of the Wharton School. We won't hold that against him. Uh, he's a former consultant for Arthur D. Little, and he has been working with businesses on a coaching basis for over several decades, both as a coach and a lecturer. And uh, he has an interesting past. He's a he's a avid sailor, and his great grandfather was mayor of Quincy. So, without further ado, Jack, welcome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, the time. My pleasure. So why don't we jump into something that's really probably top of mind to a lot of folks, which is how is COVID impacting business and your clients in particular? Can you give us give us an example? Sure. I, you know, I think when COVID first hit, most of my clients uh, didn't know what to do. Uh, you know, nobody knew what it was going to look like. Nobody knew what the duration was going to be. Nobody knew what the impact on the business would be. Um, I have about 20 clients. Most are B2B, but some are uh, have a strong retail component to it. The folks that were B2B really weren't impacted greatly. Uh, most found a 5 to 10% decrease in uh, revenues. Um, surprisingly, some of my clients have done extremely well through the COVID. But my clients that were had a re strong retail component to it really got hit hard. I had one client who does seminars, real estate seminars all over the country, and they went from a $30 million business to zero in about a week and a half. So, you know, depending on what industry the folks were in, they had different responses to COVID. I, I, I have to say, I think everybody innovated really well out of the whole situation. And, you know, uh, for the most part, um, folks planned correctly. They did what I call a uh, you know uh, uh, crisis scenario analysis on the business, and they all said, you know, what's the worst case this could be over the next 12 months? And they actually sat down with their leadership teams and planned it all out, planning for the worst, making sure they can get through the worst, and then you know hoping for the best. And so, uh, dovetailing from there. What does, how, how do you advise businesses to manage remote workers during a time where most workers are remote? Well, it's a great question. Uh, my wife, um, who just recently passed away, she was an employee of Verizon for almost 30 years. And 20 of the 30 years, she was uh, doing it remotely. So I've had firsthand experience with what it takes to actually 
run your life and run your career while working from home. My wife had a, a big job. She wasn't, you know, she was, uh, she was management. She was running, uh, she was the number three person on the Fios business. And, um, you know, I know it works, right? It works really well if you've got responsible employees who know what they should be doing, right? Um, a big part of all this is uh, having your employees understand what their job really is and how they're going to get measured. And um, I think, you know, if there's clarity around what the job is and what people should be doing, and there's clarity around how you fit in the organizational structure and the reporting is clear, um, you know, it, it can be a really a rewarding experience for your employees. Okay. And so that sort of leads me to what makes EOS different from some of the better known, at least on the East Coast anyway, uh, franchises for business coaching, like uh, Focal Point Coaching and Action Coach. Um, I know that EOS started in, mid in the Midwest and uh, like everything else, slowly worked its way to the East. So a lot of our uh, potential listeners uh, may not be familiar with it. Yeah, so, um, you know, when I first meet somebody, I say I'm a certified EOS implementer, and they all say, what the hell is that? So I have to explain to them, uh, you know, I put it in context, and I say, you know, all leadership teams uh, need, uh, and members of leadership teams need a coach, a peer group, and an operating system. And I'm the operating system. You know, I don't think of myself as a coach. I think of myself as a facilitator. I'm teaching the leadership team the tools they need to run their business and get what they want from their business. Um, and, you know, it's a simple set of, it's a comprehensive system of simple tools that help leadership teams and eventually the whole company run the business. Um, so it's a little bit different from one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't necessarily do that. You know, I'll coach when um, there are issues around implementing EOS throughout the organization. But for the most part, I'm, I'm trying to teach the team the tools of EOS takes about two years and I'm getting out. So I'm teaching the fishermen how to fish and then I'm leaving. So it's really, really different. EOS and the implementation of EOS is really different from, you know, being a coach, a one-on-one -on -one coach or coaching, you know, a team. And I usually, if, if I feel like the teams need coaching or, you know, the, the, the owner or the, uh, the leader of the, the leadership team wants a little extra coaching, I'll just bring in other there are tons of great coaches out there, especially in New England. I'll, I'll bring in other folks to help with that kind of stuff. Okay. And um, what is a good fit for EOS? Are there, is it niche industries? Is it size of business? Is it type of business? You tell me. No, you know, it's not. I mean, so for us, you, you, I think my sweet spot in terms of clients are uh, privately held businesses uh, with 10 to 250 employees who are what I call hitting the ceiling, you know, having difficulty um, getting traction and accountability out of the company and maybe are going sideways on their goals. But there's this notion of the leadership team, you know, struggling to manage what they have and then working as a group, as a team to, to reach those goals. So, you know, again, privately held 10 to 250 employees you know, willing and open to change in order to do what they do better. And I just say, I, I just want to say that, 
you know, I, I come from a management consulting background, right? I did huge management consulting jobs. I, I did strategy jobs for companies like Cargill. And, you know, I do these jobs and one of them cost $5 million and we had 40 people working on it. And this kind of stuff just goes and sits on the shelf, right? And over the years, I've just seen that most folks have struggled to run businesses and they don't have a systematic way of thinking about how to run the business. And this goes across all industries. It goes, it, it really doesn't matter, right? I mean, I taught at Wharton for four years. I taught entrepreneurship at Wharton. And I was always looking for a ways of communicating to my students the ways of running their businesses. And, you know, back then, this is the early 90s, there was nothing out there. Um, EOS has been around for about 10 years. I'm a true believer. I think it's revolutionary the way the system is put together and the way, you know, I teach the tools to the businesses so that the businesses can can get more of what they want out of the uh, out of their companies. And so let's go to a, maybe a, a real life example. I brought to you one of my clients, a printer uh, in Greater Boston, who really had reached a certain level of success, but was stuck there and wanted to take a whole new look at how to expand their business and maybe eventually move on um, from that legacy. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you were able to do for them. So it's, a, you know, um, thank you for the referral. I appreciate it. Um, you know, he, uh, it's a really interesting company. And to some extent, it's very typical of all the companies I see. Um, uh, the, the owner is a very dynamic um, salesperson who, who really knows the industry well, a fabulous networker, a shrewd businessman. Um, and, you know, uh, he, he always, he never built a leadership team to support him. And, you know, a big part of EOS is figuring out what you do best and then delegating everything else that you are doing now and shouldn't be doing to somebody else. So one of the first things we did was come in and, and build a leadership team for him. I know that sounds crazy. I mean, this is a fairly large business and it's fairly complex, um, you know, but they had never had a leadership team, you know, where, where the, the key people in the company were meeting in a structured meeting on a weekly basis to talk about the issues that they were facing in the company. Um, and just putting that weekly meeting together with the owner and the leadership team made a huge difference in the way um, he ran the business. So, okay. you know, part of that was just building infrastructure, build, building structure that allowed this visionary owner to support his activities and do what he does best. And, and the irony is because you do what you do well, just like Larry Bird made it look easy and you make it sound easy, but it's not that easy. Um, and, and I would, I, I guess I would, uh, reference, if it's so easy, why doesn't why don't businesses just do this on their own? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, um, so, so the, one of the premises of EOS is that all leadership teams face upwards of 140 issues on a daily basis. And a big part of the confusion in these leadership teams is deciding what you're going to get done first and how you're going to move forward. And I personally see businesses as uh, a way of focusing human energy towards your target goals, right? And 
if you don't have a structured way of thinking about how you're going to focus that energy and what that structure should look like, you're just, you're lost, you know? And I find that talented business people tend to um, want to meddle in the business too much. A, a big part of what I do is getting these talented individuals to delegate and elevate, take the stuff they're really, really good at and focus on that and then delegate out the, the rest of the stuff to the people that should be doing it. But before you can do that, you have to have what we call an accountability structure. What does your business look like? You know, how is it structured? What's the structure and the function of the business? And what are the seats? You know, uh, you know, simply, you know, everybody has a marketing sales and marketing function in the company. Everybody has an operations portion of the company and everybody has finance and, and usually um, HR. You know, but does everybody in your company really know where they sit and do they really know what their responsibilities are? And I would say 90% of the time they don't. And I've, I've probably been in over a thousand businesses and I see it all the time. And, you know, the funny thing too is that there's a characteristic, um, I can almost, if, if you tell me how big your company is, I can almost tell you the kind of issues you're going to have from an accountability point of view and a structure and a function point of view. It's just a natural progress of growing a business. A $5 million business is not the same as a 10 and a 10 is not the same as the 20. And when you're growing quickly and scaling, things just even become more and more confusing. So EOS, these EOS tools help you sort out what you should be doing you know, potentially what the company should like look like and what you should be doing first as a leadership team. And, and one of your key focuses is um, issue solving. Yes. Um, talk a little bit about um, maybe what that looks like um, and an example. Sure. So, um, you know, when I first meet with these clients, my new clients, um, a big part of what I I, I meet with them for three full day sessions just to teach them the tools. And then we go into a maintenance cycle uh, where we meet quarterly. A big part of what I do in the, in the beginning is just teaching the, the tools that give the leadership team traction. So we work on that accountability chart. You know, we, we structure the company so that it, you know, it, it, it is effective in reaching the goals that the leadership team wants to reach. You know, EOS is all about goal setting. We set a big 10-year target. We set a three-year picture. We set a one-year plan. And the leadership team does it. I don't do it. I'm just a guy with a magic marker. But I help facilitate out what it is and where they're going. I call that the vision component of, of EOS. And then I help them through a set of very structured meetings reach those goals. And okay. one of the, one of the tools ahead. we have in EOS is called a rock. And it's, you know, it's the three to five most important things you have to get done in the next 90 days to move the company forward on its, on its plan to hit its one year goal. And, and Jack, you are not only a consultant, but you have owned and run businesses yourself. So you have been um, in the arena. <laughs> yes, uh, I have. Uh, what businesses have you owned um, and, uh, and survived? So I, um, uh, I, I worked for the government, then I worked on Wall Street, and then I went to business school. And when I got out of business school, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. So I, I graduated as an entrepreneurship major, and I got into the micro beer business. And I was one of the first guys. I was in in the late 80s. 
And uh, I opened up uh, the first brew pub in Philadelphia. It wasn't mine. I opened up the, uh, the first brew pub in Washington, D.C. and did a chain of brew pubs. Um, uh, and I opened the first brew pub in New York City. And in Washington, I actually changed the laws in D.C. I, I, I created the legislation and got the legislation through the D.C. City Council that allowed um, uh, owners to hold a brewer's license and a retail license at the same time. Back then, you couldn't do it because of old tied house laws. So, you know, there were times when, you know, I was hustling for money. I was 32 years old. I've made payroll. I've missed payroll. I've struggled to pay my quarterly taxes. I've struggled to manage people. Uh, I think the, the hardest part of what I had to learn was how to hold my employees accountable. And I, I you know, it was a huge struggle. Uh, you know, and when you're younger, you just don't know how to do these things. And, um, you know, I, I've always been looking for the most efficient and effective way to manage people and hold them accountable. And, you know, I, I found that EOS is the best tool for, for, for that out there. Okay. Well, Jack, it sounds like you've got both experience, knowledge, uh, and energy to help businesses. What is the the best way to reach you, uh, you know, so that people can have at least a preliminary conversation? Sure. Um, the best way to reach me is, uh, you know, uh, by email. Um, you can get me at J-K-E-N-I-L-E-Y at StraffordVentures.com, S-T-R-A-F-F. ORDVentures.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Jack Kenile, K-E-N-I-L-E-Y. You can go to the EOS website too. I suggest you do that. There are a lot of really interesting free tools for the owners to take a look at and get a better sense of what EOS is all about. And the website is EOSWorldwide.com. Great, Jack. Thank you so much. That brings us to the end of another scintillating episode of Business Way Outside the Box by PR Works. We look forward to bringing you future episodes of businesses or services that are way outside the box. If you have a suggestion for a guest for us, please contact me at Steve Dubin, uh, actually sdubin at prworkzone.com or go to our website, which is prworkzone.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve, for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Okay.